three, two, one. What's up, y'all? What's good? Here, welcome my guest. Here is Eric J. Velasquez. He's a local hey. uh, candidate here in San Antonio, uh, uh, politically, and I'm I'm very excited to ask questions and and welcome his voice and what what the voice is representing here in San Antonio. And also, I'll, 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 I'll let this be the, the trampoline into a thought that wherever it needs to be. Uh, really, anyone, I know that there's going to be listeners not in San Antonio, but perhaps may have family and friends in San Antonio. And the lens I want to invite is, you know, if there's a message that resonates with anyone outside and there's a knowing of someone here in San Antonio, uh, let's start there. What part of San Antonio? Uh, as far as like where the district is? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's uh, It goes from like 1604 and Judson to Selma to Randolph Air Force Base to the entire south side of Bear County and then all the way to Lytle. So, hey! Yeah. <laughs> That's some space. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, once again, without further ado, this is Eric J. Velasquez under the Libertarian Ticket. And off of that, right off the bat, what comes to mind for me, and I want to make the floor available to you, uh, how did that decision come to play, especially in today's era in with the information uh, what's going on over here on this side, on this side, on this side. And it's like, how about we just think locally uh, what's going on here and how can I better rep, you know, represent the people around? Uh, how did that decision come about for you? As a libertarian, I mean, it, it came up super quick, actually, because of the fact, well, it works both ways. So yeah, yeah. It, it went slowly because I met my wife and keep in mind, I, I went to Burbank. I grew up on the South side. We never talked about politics, but throughout my whole, like, I don't even know how I took 27 years. Um, congrats, by the way. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm saying like 27 years of life. I never oh. talked about politics or ever like spoke of anything about politics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never knew about it. And not until I met my wife, which was in uh, uh, 2010, is she's a political science major. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's a political science major. And so she's the one who's been the influence of how politics works and and things like that. Mm. And then so is her family as well. My brother-in-law, he's got a, a, um, I don't know if it's a master's in poli-sci, but it's, you know, political science. He's got a master's in it. So, I mean, the conversations in the households, you know, when we get together, it's that's what it's all about. It's politics, even on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, and how long has know. that been going on? How many years would you say that that's been an every time kind of situation? Since day one. <laughs> so and, and since, what, what year was that? Seven years. Seven. Okay. Well, yeah. So like in, you know, 20, 2011, when we really started to you know, hang out with the family a lot more and everything. Interesting. Um, and actually my, my bad, my bad around 2009 is when it started because we, we were together in 2008. And so we've been together for 12 years, but this will be your 10th year being married. Mm. Um, so, you know, 
yeah, it's just been a conversation like that. And I, I just felt, I was like, man, I don't want to be outside the loop and not have something, you know, nice, you know, not have something smart to say during these conversations. You know what right. I mean? At least so, a, a realm, a lens of perspective versus right. like, it's like, it's just another language. It's like, like, it's like, imagine hanging out with a bunch yeah. of musicians. <laughs> like I'm a musician myself. And if we start talking yes. shop on the chords and this and that, all oh, what I hear here is this, this and that. And if you're not a musician, you, you're going to be like, yeah. this is alien to me. So in terms of, <laughs> in, in terms of what's yeah, talked about exactly. in the family, right. woo, what a great way to, uh, to get yes. you into the yeah. door of what's going on. And, and, right. you know, congratulations to you for making that decision to step into that realm of, of, of what, essentially what could be another life instead is now in the public eye in the community's eye, in the, you know, I see you out there, you know, well, I should say to anyone viewing, uh, I, I found uh, uh, Mr. Velasquez very interesting because uh, on, on my Instagram, I saw him kind of pop in. I was like, hey, what's going on? Because I've been posting <laughs> stories every day and, and uh, and you know, he, he shares feedback with the things that I, that I post. Uh, you know, on, on that, on that topic, uh, I'm about to ask you, you know, what comes to mind of the things that I've talked about? And uh, well, you know, it's just so cool to to watch to watch your campaign have continually unfolded across the, the community. And uh, I'll say this. What what comes to mind when you see my stories there? I know they're very much out there and I'll, I'll let the people <laughs> see through your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely. Yeah, it's different. Um, but I like your message of positivity and and trying to say, look, just. Uh, it's a, in a sense of motivation, and, and I know you you speak to a couple of people. I think you well, you go to Orange Theory a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, is this the same story from before? Is it you know? But I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's a different person you're interviewing or you're asking the question. But it, you know, I, I I think it's it's great, and we need more positivity like that. Um, mm. You know, especially with with how everything, so much negativity, and. I think we just need to bombard people with, with positive or even just thinking outside the box or thinking outside of their normal realm mm -hmm. and gaining a new perspective. So that, that's what I like. Would you say um, that's that what that's, I try to do. On, on that thread right there, would you say that on the, because, you know, anyone jumping into a, the lens of running a campaign, you know, the, the, the thought that comes to mind is like, okay, well, are we in the Republican side of values? Are we in the Democratic side of values? Where is our family history? What What's our people? You know, who do I want to represent? And then to make the decision of libertarian, to me, you're welcome to correct correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm off track or towards it. Uh, what, what It makes me think about why uh, you chose libertarian. I'm very curious to hear. Is it because of how information has played a role in what is what does Republican even mean nowadays, and what does Democrat mean nowadays? And I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll let you help me untangle that. <laughs> um, in my eyes, both of those parties are the same. It's the same two-headed monster um, or dragon, if you want to say. Uh, and I think about it that way because both both sides offer you this supposed, you know, realm that you want. Or you're, you're trying to feed you, but the end result, it's still the same monster that's 
that's eating away your your finances by taxing you to death or by creating these programs that aren't helpful or they're not useful because they're government um, entities. And from my experience, especially with just talking to people, the government screws it up so bad, even though they're trying to help, they don't do it the right way. They don't ask the people who were on the ground. They don't ask teachers, maybe, hey, how should we do this? No, they don't. They don't ask the teachers. They go to the superintendents. And the superintendents, they might not really know the day-to-day ins and outs. You know what I mean? It's like somebody, that's like the government telling you, hey, how do I play the um, the trumpet? Mm-hmm. You know, or how do I how do I play this 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 instrument? Or no, actually, no, this is the way you should play this instrument. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Here's the manual. And right, yeah. And, mm. and even not even then, not not even just the manual, just say, look, this is what these are the guidelines. This is what you have to follow. Um, mm. because we've set up this program for you. And it might not be beneficial for you because you know. So that and that's that, what I've learned. <laughs> I'm curious what comes to mind would in the through the lens of uh why why is it something that in your opinion, uh in in that it's that that lens of getting that message out to someone say okay what i'm trying to say is there certainly are people uh, anywhere in the country that will vote across the party because that's what they've always done and perhaps that's it and 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 they, there may be an unawareness of like you're saying uh you know the statements that are being said is you know, uh, we're being screwed over by, you know, I'm putting those words up. Uh, we're, we're being taken advantage of, pardon me. Uh, we're being taken advantage of with our taxes, with, uh, you know, representation. I'll just do taxes. Right. Yeah. And, and there may be an unknowing of that. Uh, why, why do you think that, that, that unknowing is as such? Because, because the media is the biggest thing, um, you know, and on top of that, just the way are the laws that are written. So the laws that are written right now make it extremely difficult for, for third party, fourth party, outside party candidates to even run to begin with. Mm. And they do that because they don't want that competition. So for example, the, the Republicans just recently last month, they sued the state of Texas to remove all the Libertarian Party uh, members off of the ballot. And the Democrats sued the state of Texas to remove all the Green Party candidates. So they were like, all right, I'll take this side, you take that side, and we'll just knock them out to get rid of the competition. That's what I'm saying. They're the exact same people. They just say, well, we're under this. And, and, and keep in mind, mm-hmm. I've met some people that are in their, those parties and they don't hold those values, so to say. Like, I don't know. Like, they are, they are, there are some genuine people in there. Mm-hmm. But to me, I feel like they don't know all this stuff is going. The depth uh, underneath, underneath, right. uh, even though the values that they may be supporting either side, uh, there may be underlying things that, uh, that need to be voiced that otherwise would not be by being pushed they're, out. They're, right. They're just seeing it from, you know, uh, uh, skin deep, basically. Well, you know, you know if I may, uh, I'm in the share this thought, the thought that comes to mind in like, there's two threads 
in just the justification of, well, you know, it makes sense to, you know, let's let's get the libertarians out of the way. Let's get the, the Green Party out of the way, because, man, we really don't know what's going to happen between, you know, uh, the as a whole uh Within the, you know, who's going to take the majority in terms of representation? Is it going to be Democrats? Is it going to be Republicans? So how it, it would at this moment, it one side may say it makes sense to get them out of the way just so that we can have a a sure. Uh, there, there isn't dead weight. So holding. you want to you. You're saying you rigged the system is what you're saying. Yes. And it's like, I can, and that's really, that's, pre, I can see why someone would want to support a rigged system. And now, now do I support that? I really, I really, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. So I'm just yeah, exploring yeah. out loud. The other one is, well, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the point of freedom of speech to have conversation so that those, so there's no need to rig. And so that information can get to people and they can make decipher for themselves and perhaps, you know, what would be a Republican or Democrat win uh, could actually become a libertarian or Green Party win uh, should the information get to people. And and I think the underlying question under that, and you're welcome to reframe, is, well, it's how does it get across medium? What's the medium? So, so I mean, if you look at the way the media, and I actually just posted this yesterday. I don't know if I you saw, saw that. it, but mm. yeah, you know, it could be Express News or a major news station or a small local, you know, news out agency. They still only post these two parties, even though they can see the ballot. They can see that there are more than just those two candidates but they still choose to only do the two because it's, it's not newsworthy to get the other parties. Right. Hmm. And so that's, that's been a struggle with me just being like, like, for example, I messaged, I emailed TPR, Texas public radio. And I go, are you going to, um, uh, are you going to highlight our race at all? Or at least put us, you know, maybe do a candidate forum. They're like, no, we're not going to do one. Like, okay, well, what what would it take to get on the, on at least a candidate forum? They're like, well, you have to be newsworthy is one of the words they said. <laughs> so you got to um, wreak some havoc somewhere, you know. Yeah, you, you have know, to burn, raise burn a force or something. I'm gonna, all right, let's talk. <laughs> right. Yeah, you you have to raise money. You have to have a campaign headquarters. I'm like, well, how much money and what's considered newsworthy? You know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just things like that, that really it gets me upset. And that's what makes me fight even harder because there are injustices, there are voter choice oppressions because it's not just a two party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's like, well, you guys are just complaining a lot, but it's like, but you don't realize what we have to deal with, you know, and what hurdles we have to keep jumping and, and, t- for example, I ran in 2018. We okay. didn't have to pay any fee, right? You just go in, you sign the form, you turn it in. I ran against this really well-known Republican. Um, he's been in politics for 25 years, hmm. and he had no idea he had a candidate because he ran unopposed. And he came out to the last event and realized that he had an opponent. Um, and then 
I, I actually got a decent amount of votes. I had 51,000 votes. And so it was kind of like a, oh, you know. And coincidentally, the next year, the Republican Party put a bill in that said, okay, well, now third-party members have to pay a filing fee, which is $750 for my race, <laughs> just mm-hmm. to say, I want to put my name I on the ballot. Run. What a yeah. what a little hurdle to to right. just uh, and, and yeah and and the thing is is that now Democrats and Republicans are saying well you just have to follow the law and just pay it just like we do cool but the only thing is that when we pay that money that goes to the state of Texas when the Democrats and Republicans pay that that filing fee it goes back to the party mm-hmm. so we don't get that money back. So it's a fine. It's a fine that we get because we're not in the primaries. We're not allowed to be in the primaries. And, right. and yes, they also said, well, you can collect signatures. But the thing is, is that whoever signs those, that signature on the petition, they cannot vote in a primary. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a mess, oh. you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just. Interesting. Curdled. So, yeah. So, you know. So I guess the the two thoughts that come to mind, and I'm curious what your reflections are for that is one is, well, you know, that, you know, the system is rigged and, you know, we, we haven't, there's no, that you see, this is why we don't have a chance. Another thought is, you know, whatever the, the resistance may be as uh, monumentous as they may be uh, one thing for sure is present that never existed, especially you know, within the, within the paradigm of like, okay, it's always Republican Democrat and, oh yeah, it's a libertarian or the third part of whoever it is that the, the playing field in which information can be distributed, uh, not necessarily will it, right. You know, no, that's never guaranteed. Hence people sharing. Imagine if, uh, you know, all 52,000, uh, people that voted for you by the way once again shout out that's excellent man imagine if all of them made sure to share you know you know your campaign your links imagine everyone for sure did that certainly that would make you know i could only imagine the kind of impact in people's willingness to listen to that voice and and make a presence in uh in well turnout right I guess my point is, and I'm trying, I'm really cluttery there and you're welcome to help me clean that is <laughs> the, the factor of the internet, something that never existed in human history, as far as we know it, right. That, that such communications, rapid communications, which is also reflective of rapid polarization, you know, whatever information gets to you first, you know, you know, is what the, will be the impression that will more likely, not definitely, but more likely uh, be imprinted. And even if it's incorrect, should the second wave of information finally reach, now there is a either bias or a fair resistance concern. And I'm curious what comes to mind with what I'm trying to explain there. (laughs) So, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, the Libertarian Party was created 50 years ago. So it was not that long. Um, and there's, there's never been a libertarian elected into Austin. 
never. So one, I have to cross the hurdle of media, right? And, and information and lack of information to people. And two, I'm running against these two machines, which people have been reminding me. Um, and then three. And shall I'm they continue the, to remind? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm the extreme underdog because, again, no libertarian has won an elected office in Austin. So, you know, I have all those factors against me and I'm Hispanic, too. So <laughs> I'm a minority. You know? So, I mean, you know, but the thing Do is, is think, that. Um, well, I'll go. To, uh, I have a, a question on that, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, those are those are set up against me, but that's why when I do post on my social media, I'm just trying to post resources for people and trying to do it a different way rather than the same old political season that always happens. You're you're having attack ads, you know, to your your opponent. You're having, you know just buying a bunch, a bunch of advertisement Uh, as libertarians, usually libertarians try to spend the less money because we are fiscally conservative and we just try to get the word out, but that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. But like with social media, I've been just hitting social media really hard and just trying to outreach to people and talk to people and everything. And, Mm -hmm. and, I think that'll work and see and people will see like your actual character, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just like, you know, you asking me to do a podcast, there are a lot of other candidates who would be like, Psh, no, like it's a waste of time, but it's not mm-hmm. a waste of time because if it matters to you, then it should matter to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I should be able to take the time out and say, look, I will talk to you. I'll, I'll you know, whatever perspective there are, because if not, then you're not going to be willing to listen to anybody else if you have that closed mindedness and that happened to one of, one of my friends that went with me to a forum and, you know, somebody was like, who's that? And they're like, well, I'm just, she was like, I'm just a, um, I'm a voter, but I'm also an influencer. And they're like, no, no, thank you. You know? <laughs> so just that, just that it's trying to a paradigm be- shift that's making its presence that is not being recognized through the a, a lens from pre not just lockdown but certainly before internet was really a a a, a such a reality that now we can recognize from from my perspective, being born in the nineties, I still remember what that was like traveling with maps and no GPS and getting lost <laughs> right. for hours. And that was normal and watching kids yeah. as a teacher, uh, watching these kids, all they know is access. All they know is the availability. Uh, all they know is the, you know, great stimulus of, of information perspective and just in just beautifully packaged information that, was once for me the equivalent to at seven o'clock at this at this program on Wednesday and six o'clock central, there's going to be this awesome production that's going to come on Animal Planet or Discovery Channel or History Channel. <laughs> and that was at the point. And, and if you missed it, well, you missed a whole month because it's not going to be it's not going to be replayed right. unless many people watched it. And, you know, it's like what it's it's a it's a, I wonder the the effects in which even these couple days into November 3rd, what that means for the eye, the public eye, 
the 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 quickness in in the way the eye may navigate the waters of lights. Lights. Well, here, as in, here's here's the thing: is that's why a lot of these politicians buy signs and advertisement because they're expecting the average person to not read up on them. They're just they're just expecting them to just see and remember their name or their face right before going into the polls, right? Mm-hmm. And so my thing that I've always tried to do is, hey, I'm here. Please ask me a question about my platform. I, I want you to know who I am and... I want you to, you know, if you, if you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine. You don't have to vote for me, but I I always want to just give that information to people. So that way they know that they're not just voting blindly. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that, that when I was doing like the, the food box drives and everything, I've, you know, people are like, Oh, well, thank you for this. And I'll, I'm going to vote for you. I'm like, no, don't, don't vote for me because I'm giving you something free vote for me because you agree with my policies and my stances. Mm. So that's the biggest hurdle that we also have to, to jump through because we're smarter. We're smarter than that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, we and have more I know access people, than that before. Right. And, and, but it's <laughs> nobody wants to take the time to do it. Um, and that's why I'm just trying to give on if like in the well, back of my you, flyers, I have like a voter resource guide. Like, Hey, go to this website. It's a voter resource guide. You can look up your candidate. I don't care if you're not even in my district, mm-hmm. take it. At least you can have it and you can find out about the candidates in your ballot. Like it doesn't well, matter. <laughs> you know, the thing that comes to mind with what you just said there, and I'm, I'm curious of your reflection there is, well, you know, I, I, I can't help but to wonder, is it because they don't want to? And my thought to that is perhaps is it likely that they just don't know how to? So the thinking of accessing that information is framed within the mind as I don't want to, but it's actually that if they just knew they actually would want to, but the knowing of how, and I don't know how to thread that, but that comes to, to this thought. So, uh, in terms of, uh, I'll just say this one thing, uh, podcasting, you know, like for me that that's been a, a, a big source of information. And when I talk to people who are like in their seventies, you know, that the, the accessing of such information or of information of the likes of podcasting is so unfamiliar to them respectfully. And instead is through radio, it's through television. You sit, you sit at six o'clock and, and when I watch younger generation, there is a normalcy and I know how to ride this bike of accessing information in on the drive uh, while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, pardon my um, extension there, but um, what comes to mind there? So, I mean, yeah, there have been, um, when I do speak with some voters, I'm like, ask me whatever you want to ask. And they're like, I don't know what to ask. No, no candidate or politicians ever come up to you and ask me, ask me to ask them a question. So mm. there's that lack of information too, that, that to, to know how we, to ask. Right. And what should I ask or what does your position even do? You know? And so 
I think I feel like me as a candidate, you know, going into this, I need to bridge that divide and say, okay, well, look, um, what are some of the issues you're facing, right? Or these are some of the things I want to focus on. And then that'll start to get the ball rolling. But mm-hmm. the thing is that a lot of people don't bother <laughs> to do that because it's going to take time and, you know, whatever it is. Well, um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, imagine asking the kind of thing like, hey, if you're to find out that this is true, how would that make you feel? I was like, well, that would be, I would be upset. You know, I don't want that. I'm not going to vote for that. Well, just so you know, that's on the ticket over here. That's been in the ticket for these years. And would you be curious to see my proposal for that? And I wonder what they're, you know, well, how can we fix it? You know, and then I could, for <laughs> like, what, what's it something like, for example, I'd be curious, let's, let's talk a policy in, in terms of what, uh, what you're representing, what's, what's on your ticket, uh, what have you constructed that people, if they found out, if they only knew, they'd be like, oh my gosh, why am I not voting for this guy? Like that kind of thing. You know, what comes to mind that you know for certain that isn't in so much in the radar and if it was, would be thought provoking? So the, the biggest one is campaign contribution limits. Mm. So right now, there's no limit to the amount of money a campaign could get, right? So there is a limit per person, but there isn't a limit to how much you can get. So all this money that it's flowing through a campaign uh, contribution could be coming from corporations, could be coming from, you know, private donors, but usually it's it's from from some some people, some entities that have an agenda or have something that they want to get done by somebody in office, right? So what I what I've been telling people is look, we really need to put a campaign contribution limit because one You'll probably get rid of a lot of these signs that are all over littering our city. Um, but two, and and I'm not really saying federally, really mean like locally. Like just because encourage federal, conversation. Right. Because federal, I mean, you're looking at a huge landscape. And to me, like I can't even visit my whole district, you know, in a, in a, in a timely period, I don't expect one person to, to, to find the whole state, you know what I mean? But mm. the thing is, is that if all this money is flowing into these campaigns, then that really opens my eyes and opens people's eyes as far as like, well, why are these people getting so much money mm. and what interest do these corporations have for this person or what are they trying to push May I, um, may so you'll I see? Yeah, yeah. Sir. Uh, I, I want. I'm curious what your response would be to someone that may suggest. Well, I don't really care. You know, maybe that person who, maybe that that person from a donor. Maybe there's a good reason why they're donating because you know, if they have that much money, they might be good at something, so they should get that money. And you know, I'm, I'm going to vote for that person anyway. Uh, you know, what what would your response would be to to someone that may feel that way that Yet, uh, if they heard something that was proposed by yourself, uh, that that may even like that concern that maybe not for them, 
something that 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 uh, certainly would attract that eye in terms of like, oh wow, that that certainly the, pulls my eye. The biggest one is um, property taxes. As a libertarian, we're strictly opposed to taxes in general already. Mm-hmm. So we don't even want property taxes, income taxes, um, because that's taxation is theft is the biggest, <laughs> you know, that we always say it's taxation is theft because you're having the government take money out of your paycheck every time. And then for social security and people on social security aren't, they don't have enough money when they, when they, when they get older, whereas mm-hmm. you can put that money into something else that can grow a lot better than a social security. And you know what I mean? Is that so along those the lines? Things- is that along the lines oh, yeah. of like, I, I had this conversation, shout out to TC apprentice, by the way, I saw you guys have conversation. That's great. Uh, super sharp guy. Roy is super sharp. And uh, one thing that he brought to my attention in terms of, you know, where, where I don't know what part of town in San Antonio he lives in uh, central, central East, Southside. I believe. Yeah. Southside. Yeah. Okay. Um, local right uh, i'm from i'm from laredo shout out to laredo and uh, <laughs> uh i i just i i've been here now for three years so I'm, I'm i'm getting acquainted through the music scene uh one thing he brought up was uh what's that word when people move into a neighborhood that is gentrification uh, gentrification and you know there's two kinds of perspectives there is like well the value is being raised more money is being pumped into that particular area and the other side is well people who are living there that don't want to live and that's the culture that they want and you know now the prices of taxes are are draining their living so they're being forced to move out and sell their homes and uh is that am i right along my along yeah, those lines yeah, of what so, you're saying about taxing well yeah yeah i mean that that is your property taxes so yeah um Mm. and that's something that i do focus on on my social media is uh well when that comes around when property tax season comes around i push on there you can fight your property taxes and you have to fight your property taxes every year if not your your value of your home is going to get higher and the misconception is people are like well don't i want the value of my home to get higher Sure, but only if it's done through a private appraisal. The Bear County, um, the Bear County Appraisal District have nothing to do with about selling your home. Hmm. All they're doing is just figuring out tax-wise how they can tax you by all they're doing is looking at the outside of your home and then using Google Maps to see if you have a pool in your backyard or a shed right? Mm. That's all they do. So anything that's, Mm. yeah, anything that's internal inside or, you know, there's, there's paint peeling on the side or you have a hole on the side and they can't see it. Mm -hmm. They don't know any of that stuff. So they're just going to appraise it by what other homes are selling around your house. And if you don't fight those taxes every year, it's going to keep going up in increments of $20,000 every year. And yeah, people will get tax out of their homes. Like for example, I was talking to somebody when I was doing some block walking and she was like, I'm getting taxed $4,500 a year. And I'm like, wow, that that's, that's a lot, you know? Um, and, but the thing is, is that they don't tell us is we can fight our taxes, but we have to do it a certain way. And the way they do it 
it it's intimidating because you go in there and if you you don't like buying a car from car salesmen, this is what it feels like. So right off the bat, it, it already puts people in an uncomfortable position. And if you aren't good at like haggling or like explaining your yeah. case, yeah, so then you're not going to get much done. And so when I went in there, I brought my taxes down $23,000. It's only a matter of $500, well, but that's that $500. Again? Yeah. So my, my house was evaluated a certain amount and I was able to bring it down. I'd be like, look, this looks wrong. This <laughs> is what's wrong with my house. This, this, and this. You don't see that. They're like, huh, okay. And I brought it down $23,000, my evaluation of my home. And so it's a difference of $500 savings, but that's $500 I can go back in my pocket. You know what I mean? And so the thing is, is that what happens is if you don't do these every year, you're going to keep raising, you're going to keep losing money out of your pocket and it's just going to keep happening. So the fact that nobody else as a norm. does it mm-hmm. yeah, as a norm, other houses in your area that are next to you are going to keep getting higher. They're going to say, well, this house next to you is this amount. So it's fitting for your neighborhood. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, So there could be a misconception <laughs> that, oh, well, you know, I'm selling the house for a lot bigger of a price. So yes. I'm making bigger bucks. Yes. So it's like a, would you say it's a conflict yes. of, uh, of incentive? Yes, you are making a right. bigger buck. And the other side is yes. And now you're now everyone else is those, those who perhaps you don't know you respectfully, you, you know, it, it's a neighborhood that you, you didn't grow up in. It's a, it's just a house, right? You're not uh, and, trying, and me, you're not trying me, to do that. Go for it. Yeah. And let me super important is, Whenever you sell your house, they're not going off the Bear County appraisal pricing, your evaluation. You have to get it appraised by a private appraiser. And even if you get your house appraised by a private appraiser, Bear County doesn't know that. They don't have access to that information unless you tell them. So regardless of you're like, well, I want to sell my house and, I, and it's good, it's higher you're not getting anything out of it except more taxes and then more taxes for your neighbor or whoever else is going to get into the house. Snuck in. Yes. So it's super, super, super important. And we don't talk about this stuff. And that's, and that's you, why you know, I try to. Like for me hearing this, like I don't know to ask that question. And I appreciate yeah. you breaking that down and, uh, and allowing me to try to, you know, construct some frames of thought and perspectives to, so that that can be filled with more uh, crystallized, uh, you know, proposals that that can offer clarity for someone that wouldn't know to ask, and instead is basing it off of, well, I always go, I always vote blue or I always vote red. You know, uh, I'm a businessman, so I vote red, or you know, you know, whatever it may be. You know, so it, thinking in terms of. What are the ramifications? What are the outcomes? What are the benefits? Uh, what What's the philosophy behind, you know, the, the ticket that you're representing? Uh, certainly it can be misconstrued as, oh, it's just that party that, you know, whatever. It could just stop there instead of, no, there's, there's deep clarity that perhaps others may not know to want to gain further right. insight from and perhaps even cast the vote and ultimately isn't it a vote really the spreading of a message from 
you know, you know, when you put the ballot in, it's, it's, you know, it's just one, but we're social creatures, <laughs> you know, social media, you know, I, I'm sure we can all recognize that no, like our kids don't know the month to month. Hey, so what's the movie out? What's, what's the movie of the month? What's, what's the, what's the latest movie that's coming out? That's our generation that was normal and, and perhaps the internet play, is playing a factor in the reshaping of the what is Hollywood again, and in and in terms of how we gain access to information, such as what you, you essentially you helped unpack uh, just now. Uh, so thank you for that. What, what else? Comes yeah, to it, and so as as whenever people ask me about the party, I I tell them I say. I'm here for, for the people. And, and as cheesy as it sounds, because you hear from all these other candidates, like I'm here for the people. Yes. Yes. But the thing is, is that as a candidate, I see behind the scenes of these other candidates. And I'm just like, man, if you guys only knew how these people act or how they are, like some of them are, they are, bound by chains by their party because they can't talk to somebody like me because I'm not in their party, which is stupid. You know, um, if, if you can't talk to me because I'm in a different party, then what makes you think you're going to talk to me when you're in office? You know what I mean? And so mm. it's ooh, things like ooh. that, that I see. That was, yeah. Way, yeah. That was deep. Mm. <laughs> you know, and, and I see these things or I see the way some candidates are like I had a, I had somebody come volunteer with me the other day and we ran into a a candidate and, you know, we were kind of talking and, you know, she came off really rude, you know, and she also came off really rude to my, my friend that was, that came and helped. And this is the first time I met this guy um, that came to help me. So he was like, totally not even, you know, this is his first political thing that he's ever done and so he meets this person she gives him a super nasty attitude to him because he's not a a constituent but how do you not how do you know how do you know if he's not going to be able to vote for you and he's like are you serious does she just talk to me like that like like um a piece of crap and I'm like, dude, like some people are like, so it's this. like what gets to be in. So what gets to be incited, like uh, the insight that is able that that we're able to gain when there, especially when there's a misconception such as that, uh, what comes to mind for me is, you know, how anyone does anything is how we do everything. And should it leak out in a either just seemingly justifiable or totally flat out, you know, totally miss the mark in terms of perception and yet this emoted in terms of that. Does she really talk like the, the, to the point where you remember it that much in your tone that I wonder how much of that is, is very vital for you to certainly, uh, you know, share that kind of, you know, well, here's where they're coming from. Here's, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to talk smack for anyone, but for your information, this, these funds are coming from here. And my funds are coming from here. And sure, I'm, I, I may have donors here and there, but you know of these donors. And, oh, he says, and uh, you know what? I'm, 
something I want to bring up that you mentioned about, you know, foreign donors, uh, you know, are, were you familiar with what happened in 2018 between, I'm, I may be, I may have read it wrong, but I, I'm curious to kind of gauge your memory with this uh, between, was it Lahoud? Uh, there's a, a judge, uh, I think it was a judge, uh, between Lahoud and Gonzalez or something like that. And Lahoud, you know, made a, essentially acknowledged this very same thing that you mentioned that or who, where is this gentleman coming from in terms of these funds that suddenly uh, appeared that were in the, I think it was a million dollars that suddenly appeared. I, I, I may be butchering it. So, Does that ring a bell? So, I mean, I don't know if, if it's the same one, but there was a huge um, controversy with a telemarketing telecommunications uh, company that was donating a lot of money to campaigns. And that list included Ron Nuremberg, um, Joe Gonzalez, uh, Javier Salazar, Chico Rodriguez, like everybody. Um, even mm -hmm. Congress, the Congress people, like they all had like maybe a thousand dollars in each one. Um, But he had a he had a contract with the city, or he was going to get a contract with the city. So it was kind of like a I'm going to contribute to your campaign to to give me some good, you know, presence to say, oh, well, I, I donated to you, so maybe you can do me a favor, so to say. Um, and even Ron Nuremberg said, and well, I, I'm going to give it away to charity because I don't want anything to do with it. Um, whereas like Javier Salazar get like $35,000 from this person. And, you know, he was just like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's elite, you know, it's not illegal to do it, to get this, you know? So it's just things like that that you see. Um, and I don't know if it's really dealing with Nicola. That raises not, concern. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely raises concern, but you know, definitely you shouldn't you shouldn't have people um, either running for a certain office and then having a side business that are getting contracts with the city. So, like, I think for example, there's some some ish, some supposed like rumor that Trista Berry for Precinct Three she has a company that's trying to get like a contract with the city and it would be too convenient for her to be on the, you know, the, the commissioner's court and her having this, you know, it's a, what is it called? Where it's a, um, I forget what the term is, but you know, hmm. where you're, I forget what the term is. Um, okay. Oh, what, what does it represent? Like, uh, Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, because of the convenience like of of mm -hmm, her being on of the outside of the political the realm on the personal life. Right. Well, being in the commissioner's court and being able to approve a certain vendor and her it's her business or things like that. You know. So it's things oh, like that. So you that, dive in deep. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and Amy, and we you should have to. really you look into this and it should be illegal for these people to do this stuff like that. And I'm not saying that, that that's what she's doing. I don't know. That's or at least that, full that disclosure. Right. But and they're you not know what, perhaps the it. libertarian party and, and you know what, 
perhaps fair enough. You know what? Maybe that's just the the way the way it's gonna roll out. And thank goodness, because of the internet, you know, there at least there is a lane where such availability of awareness can be possible. And the crafting and figuring out on how to share that uh, onto the masses that would value to know uh, that lane that never existed is now in existence. And hey, granted, you know what? It's a dirt road. <laughs> you know what? It's in the middle of the woods and, you know, there, it's certainly not paved. But you know what? It certainly is available. And I'm curious how much of that perhaps may be the role of a libertarian ticket uh, to to find out uh, the, the normalcy of like, here's my platform. And just also, you know, here's all the things that I know about my opponents, uh, X, Y and Z. Yeah, and I won't. I won't do that. ABC. I, I won't. I won't do that um, just because it's not my place. Um, that's not who I am. Mm. And I want to get away from that whole, uh, it's just politics stuff where, you know, you, you throw stuff, you know, into that to say, well, this is what this person is doing. Um, mm. It's just not going to make things any better. You know what I mean? And so well, I'm, I'm my curious, thing is, it, is that it be and a I actually of, met one of my. Oh, oh, we may have disconnected. Um, you know, and I, I, okay. And I actually met one of my opponents um, and we just had a good, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Um, I met one of my opponents and I was able, we talked to each other and we were like, Hey, look, regardless of who wins, I think we should still collaborate after and we can help this, this district even more by just collaborating because after all the things that we've seen and things like that. And that's how it should be. But you have a lot of candidates Respects. and opponents that will, Respects. yeah. And you have a lot of candidates and opponents that will bash you and play the stupid political drama stuff you know well you know what are your thoughts on this uh i'm curious uh within the lens of not 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 framed as i'm i'm trying to attack is perhaps could it be possible that should there be attack onto yourself and which would you know with with the fullest of respects as a response well as a matter of fact you know, I'm not trying to bring anyone down here, but, you know, people might want to be aware that these funds happen to be crossing from afar or from, you know, this source. And if it concerns you, great. If it does not, that's also fine. But at least for those who would, it would concern that information is available if you are not aware. Uh, I'm curious what comes to mind on that. And of course, it, nothing has to even be you know, I'm trying to attack. I'm trying to attack. It's, you know, like you said, the system is or is systemically set up so that the message of a libertarian isn't as readily available unless, like they said, uh, how, how can I get into the ticket? Well, new, be, news, uh, be newsworthy, was it? Was that the word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, 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 you know, I, uh, I, I think that um, if I had to, somebody asked me about it, and they would want a response, then I would, I would give it, but I wouldn't actively seek it out um, just because it's not 
it's not who I am. I, I don't want to go down that route. You know, uh, yes, we're all human and, you know, we all make mistakes, but I, I, we're all trying I to wanted, figure out. right. I want to just stay down this path as much as I can. So that way I don't, you know, I don't want to fall down that stupid rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole when you start doing that and you start, you know, entrenching yourself in the dirty politics. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. You know, well, I want to be know, different. Anything, I want to, I, think... I want to. Yeah, oh, I hear uh, you, man. I, I, just I, part, to, I think there's delay, so pardon for our listeners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, um, I, I just, I want to be different. So I want to be able to say, look, this is who I am. This is what a libertarian is, and, and I'm not going to go down that route. And hopefully people can see that, that genuineness. Um, yeah, and I just want to break that cycle. So. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, I want to, before, before we conclude our, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time for coming out here. And I know you're a busy man. You know, we've been trying to find a date and you're on the road and (laughs) I respect your time. So thank you again. Before I ask a a concluding question, where can, where can people find you? Your Instagram, your social medias, go for it. Um, On Instagram, it's Eric J. Velasquez for TX House 118. And then uh, Facebook, it's um, Eric V for SA. So, or you can just look up Eric J. Velasquez for Texas House of Representatives District 118. And then Twitter is uh, Eric V for SA. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. And once again, uh, everyone listening in, you know, you are invited, especially if you've listened all the way through this point of the video. You're welcome. I invite you to hit that subscribe button, smash that like, 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 just to cast the net of our gentleman, Mr. Velasquez, uh, so that the eye may be uh, have the availability of viewing of uh, such message. And of course, there's a notification bell. Should you want to receive more inf- uh, more information within our conversations, you're invited for future conversations. And let us know what you, what, what comes to mind below. Uh, the concluding question: What? It's it's like an offering. I wanna I wanna invite your offering of help, especially through the lens of information distortion, confusion. Uh, you know, anyone who's a if anyone's watched Social Dilemma, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar with Social Dilemma on Netflix, I, I want to make a very heavy plug here. You know, certainly how we access information is not on the um, on the, on the unbiased realm. There certainly is a self-generating bias embedded into the system. Uh, so once again, Social Dilemma, Mr. Velasquez, what? What can you offer? What what thoughts come to mind that may offer any listener to welcome within their hearts a a a willingness to detach from a conviction of this is how I think and I've always voted like this or this is how I view it and you know you know of course and and a and towards a willingness to look at a and at the opposition to the point where you would even favor that position uh, along those lines, what comes to mind that may offer our listeners? Um, the biggest one is, is John Adams once said that if our, our government becomes 
two powerful, just only two powerful parties, um, it will not be good for our country. Uh, and it's not the direct quote. There's a direct quote specifically. You can look it up. I forget the what lens, the specific. No, I get you the yeah. paraphrase. Yeah. Right. And so, but the thing is, is that I, I always tell people to question everything. Question everything. Wonder, always peel back the the onion uh, and see what else is behind and keep peeling and see and go deeper and deeper. Because look, if you can go and and you know on youtube and you can go into like six hours of videos because you're like man i just you know went down this this thing but same thing with with politics is you just keep learning more and more things and every time i've talked to people they're always like wow i didn't know that um and and, and that's something that i've learned myself just being in the position that we first talked about it I didn't know, I didn't have anything to say during these conversations, but once I started peeling all these, these layers and finding out more and more, I get, I get invigorated with trying to do something about it um, and just spread the message of, Hey, start looking at this stuff and, and see why we're doing it this way. And, and I look at different perspectives from everybody. I've looked at total right-wing people. I've looked from total left-wing people. I look from people that are like socialists, you know, and I'm just looking at all these different point of views because I want to see where everybody's coming from. And if, if we don't allow ourselves to do that, then we're just going to be stuck in this narrow bubble type of atmosphere that we're not going to educate ourselves and so just being open to everything and looking and, and coming up with ideas and solutions and and thoughts and, and kind of like how you're doing this is you're offering this place of of observation to just say huh I, i've always i never knew that or like we were talking about property taxes just mm figuring out there's so many things that we can learn that that we're always going to learn something new and i think we should always be open to it and not allow ourselves to shut down and say well no i know everything about that and and until we do that then we'll start gaining a better mindset and then also just embracing everybody and just loving each other as just a fellow brother or sister because we're not that much different from each other we're just not, you know, there's a lot of similarities that we can have with each other and, and a lot of things that will connect with us. And I think we've gone away from that. And the, the establishment of the government wants that because they want control over us. And that, that's something that I, that's, those are my words. <laughs> yes, I hear you. And, you know, th once again, I want to give a special shout out to your wife for making those, uh, Crocheting, oh. was it? <laughs> yeah, crocheting. Crocheting those uh, <laughs> headphones. He was telling me earlier that uh, she has a hobby of crocheting and she actually crocheted the headphones. Like, wow. Thank you for yeah. bringing that on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. Woo! Thank you.